Casting Fee, and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I love this time of year. Very happy. I'm in a great mood, I have to say. Love the weather. Love the time of year in the fashion world. Of course, it's Fashion Week in Milan. Actually, just uh, it's just beginning. Fashion Week in London just ended. Fashion Week in Milan has started. So it's basically Fashion Month. And uh, I've got the Fashion Week Roundup. So um, it's interesting. I like to look at all of the other Fashion Weeks and kind of compare. Of course, I go to the New York one. I go to several shows. And then I like to see because each city sort of brings something different to the board. And then I also like to sort of compare and contrast. And um, there are, you know, different things, obviously, because different cities. So New York has always been their their um, vibe, their reputation is always sort of that edgy, cool city. It's New York. London has sort of that rock star rebellion type of um, reputation. Milan is always very sexy. And then there's Paris. What can I say about Paris? It's always very beautiful, very feminine, gorgeous. Uh, But there usually are some common threads between some of the cities. And I have to say, this year, as I was looking through different shows and um, checking out different different styles, one thing that I noticed was really different was was the hair. So the hair trends was pretty much all of the rage. Um, A couple of shows, just to name Victoria Beckham, Burberry, Erdem, and Christopher Kane, all had really cool hair. So Victoria Beckham uh, was very slick back, sort of that masculine vibe. Um, Burberry was a middle part, just really simple. It was kind of parted in the middle and then just straight down, kind of a little boho, a little bit of a bend in the hair, but very, very simple. Uh, Christopher Kane, there were lots of braids. So it's kind of simple, but... but, um, but sleek, so um, and and went along with the fashion as well. So, for example, at Victoria Beckham, this was one of I felt like she took a little turn in her design aesthetic. Um, I always love her dresses and her suits. And this season, there were a little bit more of a sort of a seventies feel, and I want to call it like seventies chic, seventies not that like not boho-y, not hippy-dippy, not tie-dye, the other way. More of like floral, very flowy and ruffles, but very elegant at the same time. Lots of neutral tones and then pop. There were pops of color, pops of aqua, pink, and purple. So very interesting. And of course, we always see uh, pictures of her fashion show I always love because we always see the front row, which has her husband and children sitting front row right next to Anna Wintour. So the, uh, you know, fashion god. Um, At Burberry, the fashion was tailored suits, sort of utilitarian style. Very, very interesting. Um, Exposed zippers, which I thought was a really cool detail. And, of course, lots of outerwear. And uh, uh, so colors were – this is the other thing. This is what I noticed was the same as New York Fashion Week. Spring, summer uh, 2020, colors are for sure sherbet colors. Pistachio green, baby blue, pale pink – um, lavender, um, so and and some some uh, 
designers kind of took that in a different direction and did more of a, a pop of color, and some did the softer sort sort of sherbet colors. And not to be confused with pastel. I feel like pastel is a little bit lighter, so, so the colors coming up. I always like to think about this because I like to start wearing things like that now. So I'll incorporate sherbet-y colors, maybe it, even if it's an icy pastel or if it's a, you know, a, a turtleneck or a sweater. I always like to do that. I don't know why. It gives me something, gives like a refresh to my wardrobe. And um, I think sometimes my wardrobe is a little bit of a season ahead, <laughs> but that's just because of the industry that I work in. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, so those were some of the things that were similar in London Fashion Week. And uh, Milan is happening now and then Paris right after. So, of course, in the upcoming weeks, I'll have some notes on those two weeks. And, uh, you know, just to see, because I feel like we look to different cities for different things. So for me, like, for example, Paris, for me, that's more the really super duper, the gowns and the and the, the over-the-top things. Um, even though it's ready to wear, it's not couture. I still think it's kind of over the top just by because of the designers. So, you know, you've got – and Milan as well. You've got Valentino and you've got Chanel and you've got, you know, uh, Oscar de la Renta. All these beautiful designers that do do runway so well and do really beautiful elevated clothing. It's not typical clothing that, you know, most people would wear every day. Whereas in New York and London, that's kind of the other side of the scale. It's still ready to wear, but it's a little bit more relatable, I guess, is what I could say. And it's a little bit, you know, you'll see a lot of denim and you'll see, for example, we saw the tie-dye. By the way, speaking of tie-dye, there's something I noticed. Um, I always say I don't really care for tie-dye. It's not really my thing. That's not true. I have a few pieces now, and I was looking at them, and I was thinking about this. I'm like, you know, what? It, it's not just the colors that are different. I realize it's more of an inky sort of a watercolor tie-dye, and that's what I like. That's the difference for me. So, um, And I've noticed a lot more of that on, on that's on trend, and even coming out for – for spring. It's definitely more of a watercolor, I would say, where colors sort of blend together and almost looks like a painting as opposed to a true tie-dye, if that makes sense. Um, so interesting. And unusual colors as well. So there's sort of, there's like a monochromatic tie-dye and then there's, you know, colors that are sort of um, uh, achromatic and I think it makes a different pattern, also makes, gives it a sort of a different feel, kind of more of an elevated feel. So something to look forward to for spring. Okay, so let's talk more fashion and um, overall. I want to talk overall trends and what I've been seeing that, again, this is for spring, but I feel like you could incorporate it now into your wardrobe if you're looking just for something different or to add something to get a little more bang for your buck. That's the other thing. We notice a lot of designers do things that kind of extend into two and three seasons. And there are ways to do it. That way, you're, if you are buying something that's a little bit more on trend, you can really, you know, get get wear out of it. Your cost per wear works out in your favor. I always talk about that, by the way, with clients. Um, cost per wear. It's something you have to take into consideration how many times you're going to wear it. Um, you know, the cost of the item versus if you have to have it, in addition to if you have to have it tailored. Um, and then maintenance. Is it something that only can be dry cleaned? Is it something that can be hand washed or wa- machine washable? And then how many times you're going to wear it? So you kind of divide that up and yeah, there's your little answer. Bob? I don't think I've ever done that. Really? Well, you probably don't invite by, you know, 
like investment pieces. You well, probably buy true. You probably pieces that but are you, that you, you can, need. You practical. can figure out cost per wear for every piece of your well, clothing. Right. It would be kind right. of interesting, I suppose. Well, yeah. I always like to say this. I'll I'll take for example a jacket that I don't need, hmm. and I'll figure out the cost per wear. And if and I tend to hold on to things for a long time. I yep. very rarely get rid of things, mm-hmm. and I take very good care of stuff. So then I usually will say, well, now the jacket's making me money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making money on it if you figure out the cost per wear because it gets to the point where it's, you know. So, uh, yeah, that's it's just a little tidbit I give my clients if they're considering something mm-hmm. and it's expensive, a little bit outside of their price range, and it's not something that they need. So I'll say, well, let's talk about the cost per wear. And if it doesn't make sense, you know, then you really, you know, sometimes people can't decide and that just gives them a push in the right direction of right. – you know, what makes sense. But you're right. You could do it just about everything. But I like to do it on things that I'm not sure. Because this, did you ever hear people say this in a store? Um, well, you'll wear it all the time. Well, how often will you wear it? They're talking about cost per wear. But you could really break it down. Without so. really doing the math. Exactly. And you've said, you've shown there's a way to do the math. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. And it makes people feel better. You know, one way or the other, like, okay, no, I don't need it. Or, okay, yes, now it's justified. Mm -hmm. I, you know, should get that. So, and I have to say, I was recently in a couple different stores. I think every salesperson, that's just their go-to line. I think it's just out of, like, a knee-jerk reaction. You'll wear it all the time. And and I want to look at them and go, actually, I won't, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I'm not looking for, I'm looking for longevity, but I'm not looking for something I need to wear all the time. I don't want to wear something all the time. Not the same thing Anyway, not, I mean, especially being in the industry I'm in, that would be a little weird. I don't know. True. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's cost per wear. I got off on a tangent on that. Um, But I wanted to talk about fashion, about spring, summer, things, but things you could work into your wardrobe now. So for example, dark florals. This is nothing new. And um, it's something that you certainly could wear now. I like to wear it now. I like to wear it all year round. So it's basically just flor- a floral print with a dark background, or it's maybe floral, dark florals, literally. Um, but generally, it's got a really dark background. It's a little bit more moody. It's darker colors. It's sort of an inky version. Um, and Or it could be like a micro print. Micro, by the way, micro prints, very popular. So teeny tiny floral prints, very, very popular this this season. Uh, the, I'm calling this one the crafty look because I had no other way to describe it. So we're seeing a lot of crocheted and quilted, like nods to things being crocheted and quilted, whether it's dresses or tops or accessories, um, sort of that macrame kind of feel. I call it holly hobby. That's probably dating myself, but um, it's sort of a teeny tiny print or mixed prints or all kind of like a quilt. You see like a lot of different patterns. So we're seeing that in ready to wear. Um, quilted look meaning like jackets or more looks like a quilt almost in a jacket form. So um, we're seeing a lot of that. I think that's something you could incorporate into your wardrobe this season at well. And again, that's something I would do like a jacket. Um, orange is Everywhere. Yellow is too, actually, for this fall. But orange is everywhere going into spring. So I would incorporate it now. And the good thing about this is for spring, it's either sherbet, like I said, or it's a bright neon. Great way to wear it for fall. A great way to wear it for spring, rather. But for fall, I would do a darker something with like a brown undertone. So like I always think of Hermes orange, that beautiful, dark, kind of like the color of a leaf, an orange leaf in the autumn. Um, So... 
you know, these are things. And then neon, it's, it's interesting. Let's talk about neon for a second. So neon was all the rage everywhere last spring. And so I need to put my neon away until spring? No, you oh. can keep it out. Oh. You can keep it out. But this is what I'm going to say about, this kind of leads me into the next thing I was going to talk about, street style. So I had my eyes open for street style. Because if you remember, a few weeks back, I made some predictions about what I was going to see. I actually wrote them down and have them here. And every single one of them I saw. So I said street style, I'm predicting we're going to see a lot of plaid, square toe shoes, lots of leather, and lots of redone trench coats. So trench coats in different um, your non-traditional fabrics and prints and colors. I saw it all. I saw it all at this year's Fashion Week. And I saw, it's interesting, a little bit, I saw a little bit of neon, but not as much as I did in February. But that's because the trend was really kind of took off in the summer. So, you know, street style, these are fashion goers, fashion show goers. Um, they're on to the next trend. This is my point. They're kind of already on to the next thing. But neon is still in stores. So, no, I don't think you have to put away your neon. Mm. I don't. Um, I'm not. But if you want, you know, it depends on where you, where you, where you want to wear it and what you want to do. What I did see a lot of was a lot of neutrals, a lot of snakeskin and animal print everywhere. I mean, it's over the top. On your shoes, even. Yes, on my shoes, even. You're right. <laughs> you noticed. <laughs> yes. My sneakers. <laughs> Um, so I did see a lot of that um, it, at, at New York uh, Fashion Week on the street. And uh, the square toe shoe, I'm not sure I'm a fan of. I remember I had a pair in the 90s. I don't think I love them this time around. You know, it's an open toe shoe that almost looks like a flip-flop with a small heel, and it's a square toe. It's just squared off. It's a square toe. Hmm. I don't really love it. I have to say, I think it looks a little odd now. But it's funny because I remember having a pair in black years ago. And I loved them, but I guess things change. Uh, and so, yeah, anyway, and the, of course, lots of animal print, like I said. And the trench coats, I saw several. In fact, I saw another one that I, mu- I might have to purchase. Um, it is a python in a plum color. Ooh. Plum color python, yes. So, so I-, I was talking about this this weekend. I actually hosted a fashion show at Bloomingdale's in the Westchester. And we were talking about animal print, and I said... This is nothing new. We know this. Animal print has always been around. It's just come to the foreground a little. Sometimes things go to the background. Sometimes they move forward. And this is what's happening. So my point was you could invest in animal print, whatever, or not, or spend nothing on it. If you invest in it, wear it as time goes on. And if it's, it moves to the background, you put it to the back of your closet. You'll wear it again. That's my point. It's not something new. Everything that's new is old. So we just kind of see it redone. Um, so having said that, just like, you know, it's plaid. Well, plaid isn't new. That's been around for centuries. <laughs> so, you know, it's new and inventive ways to wear it. And that's kind of what I was talking about. Um, everything on my list, dark florals, crap, crochet things. These are all things that have been around. It's just a matter of kind of giving, give, giving it a refresh um, in your wardrobe and kind of working it, mixing it. I like to mix things all the time. I would never do head to toe anything. It's rare unless it's a color. Um, so it's kind of mixing it and that's where, that's where it can get tricky knowing how to mix, let's say something crocheted with something utility, a utilitarian rather. Um, so that's a little bit, gets a little bit more tricky, but that's where we have things to look for, for inspiration. 
So having said that, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about spring-summer trends that you could wear now. So stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. Welcome back to Fashion Friday. All right, so we're talking about trends and some of the highlights that I've seen in New York Fashion Week and London Fashion Week and things that are trending for spring, summer. And everyone always asks me, you know, how can you be ahead? Well, that's the fashion world. Things have to be produced and mass marketed and or, or mass produced rather and then marketed and sold and so on. Um, but I'd like to look just to see and then you can kind of incorporate things into your wardrobe now starting to get a little bit more bang for your buck. And, and everything can do double duty now. I feel like that's the point. Um, I think overall, if I need, if I thought about fashion just in general, particularly women's fashion, I think what's, I don't even want to say trend because I don't want to, I feel like I want to say this is the, the lifestyle, the way it's going. It's really been about comfort. I've noticed things like, okay, take for example, the whole athleisure trend. Okay, that is definitely on its curve down. It's on its way out, still hot still hot but it's it's i think it's peaked and but take that take for example the sneakers the big chunky sneakers platforms baggier pants you know that 80s look the oversized boyfriend jacket <clears throat> or jeans all of that means comfort so um you know it's i feel like gone are the days where it's like you know now people are wearing a, a sneaker with a suit and it looks really good it's not just to commute like it was in the 80s. Well, they have to choose the right sneaker. Yes. A dark top uh, yes. sneaker, black leather maybe. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. There's more options now to yeah. choose. Mm-hmm. Where before it was just you had a running shoe yeah. or, and that was it, yeah. really, or a tennis shoe. Right. You know, it was kind of two types. Converse. <laughs> right, right. So now they're, you know, they're, that's what I'm saying. The sneakers are desi- designer sneakers now or designer lookalike sneakers that are really cool and don't even look like a sneaker anymore. I'm right. thinking about the things I wear. You know, you actually don't, wouldn't work out in them. It's not an athletic shoe. Um, the sneaker I get the most compliments on, that black sort of scuba-looking sneaker with the big funny heel. Um, it actually has a heel and a platform. I get the most compliments on that. You can't actually run in that. It's too heavy. Mm. But it looks cool, and it's super comfortable, and it goes with everything. I've worn it with a skirt. I've worn it with dress pants. Um, so I just feel like overall, and things becoming a little bit more slouchy, but still still tailored, um, baggier things, like I said, boyfriend jackets, boyfriend jeans. Well, I was going to say also that having the, um, the uh, elastic 
in in clothing that didn't have that before, like the jeans, right? And, right, and spandex. That's what I was trying to think. Yes, um, that's part of the athleisure connection t- to the clothing. Yeah, that I like. And anyway, yeah, no, you're right, and that's what it's to my point to say that things are more comfortable. Yeah. So that's what I've kind of have seen and have noticed. Like I said, overall, just in general. It doesn't matter what city, where it is, just the clothing. Um, men too, but more for women because I feel like we have more options and we had more uncomfortable options. <laughs> so now we have more options and things are getting more and more. It's really about comfort. I even noticed I'm looking at pictures. My favorite thing to do after Fashion Week is to go through and look at photos of editors, fashion editors, because to me they're like the fashion gods. <laughs> and I like to see what they're wearing. And they were all, like every one of them, they have their own style, their own aesthetic, very different from one another. However, they all had one thing in common. They all looked comfortable. Every one of them, even ones that were wearing a heel, it was a stacked heel, a chunky heel. It didn't look uncomfortable. You know, they didn't look um, so sort of tidied up and conservative. They looked very sleek and sophisticated, yet there was like a relaxed feel. Comfort comfort used to look a little sloppy. I think now it doesn't look sloppy. And yet, it's still there's still comfort. Yes, you can yes. look cl- clean and and presentable and still be comfortable and comfortable. Yeah, and again, that I feel is part of the athleisure. Trend. I agree. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. agree. All right, we, we, we agree. On. It's good. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> My work is done here. Uh, all right, so yeah, so uh, speaking of comfort, utilitarian, I talked about this many times here on the show. It continues. This is one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite trends because I love anything that's related to military inspired. Oh. I love pockets. I love things that are structured with pockets, dual purpose. Do you like epaulets? I love epaulets. Oh. Absolutely. Right. I love buttons and epaulets and cuffs and uh you know different pockets so this is one of the things that's on my list of we're seeing again into the spring huge for the spring but you could certainly wear right now um kate spade and helmet lang were two runway shows where this was highlighted for sure uh it's it's more of a practical look i'm gonna say if you're talking about taking each trend and you have to rate all of them. This one's very practical mm. as opposed to maybe, you know, crafty. Well, that's not really going to – it's not going to appeal to everyone. I feel like utilitarian could appeal to every, everyone, men and women. Um, then the, um, the other thing I saw a lot of was shine. So still a lot of metallics, a lot of glitz and glam, lots of sequins. Um, Ralph Lauren did this well and Brandon Maxwell, two of my favorite American designers, um, did lots and lots of shine. So that sort of continues on. That was trendy or trending last season as well as the season before. And once again, here it is thinking about comfort shine i thought about how i wear i probably have in my wardrobe at least three four sequin skirts years 10 years ago i didn't own one because i thought oh that's evening wear i only wore that tea i wear them probably everywhere but evening or i would wear it to evening but i'm thinking about how i've worn them i've posted it on my blog on my instagram i've shown different ways to wear it and i do wear wear a sequin skirt with a t-shirt and a blazer and it's sort of that new take on biz, almost business casual. It's just a, it's a fashion business casual. Okay. Um, and I'll wear it with a, with a heel usually or a boot. I will. Um, but different ones. And then I've, I've got another one. It's just basically a sequin pencil skirt. So if you think about how you'd wear a pencil skirt, it's the same thing, really. It just happens to be sequins. A little flashier. Yeah. A little flashier, yeah. Mm. So, you know, pairing it with a cashmere sweater. 
for fall and a pair of boots or pairing it, like I said, with a, a maybe a silk cami and a blazer, your office appropriate or event appropriate. Um, so yeah, it's not that I would wear that everywhere. Okay. You're not wearing that to, you know, grocery shop or pick up the kids at school. Let's say you wouldn't, but <laughs> you know, it's a fun outfit. It could be anything from date night to work to, you know, some sort of event that you've got charity event. Um, you would always look pulled together. So Okay, I want to talk about upcoming events before I forget. So, um, as I said, I hosted a fashion show last Saturday at Bloomingdale's and White Plains. It was absolutely amazing. We got really great feedback. My co-host was Simone, my very dear friend, um, and she is also on social media. She's a simply simply Simone at Simply Simone. That's her handle. Mine is Wardrobe Envy. Um, and you can see some pictures from the show on both of our, our stories and our Instagram feeds. But what I really want to talk about is what's coming up. So the Sono Collection, the big new mall that's in Norwalk. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So getting ready to open. And I say that because I'm going to do an event with Bloomingdale. So I already talked about it uh, at my event on Saturday. Of, we haven't solidified a date yet, but I will be do something, doing something for holidays. So probably something in late November, early December. I will definitely keep you all posted. And um, there will be information about it on, if not on my blog, definitely on my Instagram, um, on my story stories there'll be something posted as we get into October and it probably will be something like holiday dressing maybe some pieces to take from day to night or maybe some must-have pieces in your closet something like that so it will be something about holiday dressing with Bloomingdale's which opens November 14th so want to keep that in mind and also Nordstrom is opening same place October 11th I'm actually going yeah, to that they're earlier they're earlier yes yeah, a little bit yeah. yeah I'm going to the gala for that so I will definitely be talking about it here on the show I believe it's a Thursday night so I'll be perfect I can talk about it on Friday morning <laughs> and let you know how the gala if went you've survived if I've survived yes uh, but it's going to be interesting the Sono collections over 80 stores I didn't realize it was that big I mean, that's not huge, but still, I I was thinking... It's a huge building. I've driven past yeah. it a couple of times. Yeah. Right off the highway, it looks to me like it's a good uh, good location in relation to the highway. Well, for sure. And yeah. that's good and bad, if, depending on where you live. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, I mean, you can see it all from the highway, and I agree. But I was looking at some of the plans, and it looks like there are going to be a couple of good restaurants, which is always good. And at least a couple, I yeah. think. Yeah, and I like the two anchors, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. That's, for me, that's sort of the same customer, um, something for everyone. It's mm. affordable, yet you can also get things a little bit higher price point if you needed, something designer. Um, and both places have great sales when they have sales. I know Bloomingdale's has a lot. Nordstrom has less, but when they have a sale, it's a good one, whether it's an anniversary sale or it's a half-yearly sale. Hmm. So I felt like those were two really good anchors to have. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. And uh, hopefully, I mean, anyone can go to the opening, by the way. Um, the gala, I believe, you, have, you do have to buy a ticket, but the grand opening for Bloomingdale's is open to the public on, like I said, on November 14th. And they are going to have lots and lots of things going on that weekend. So be sure to check it out. All right, that'll do it for me. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH or WGCH.com anywhere. Get to
You're listening to the Voice of Greenwich, fourteen ninety WGCH Greenwich. Military potential, deep water rescues. I'm Jan Johnson. At the White House, President Trump is welcoming Australia's Prime Minister on the same day he 